All right, buddy, I gotta go now, but I'll put on your favorite show. See you tonight. Welcome back to Cooking with Chef Antonio. Gee, well, I would like to know how this risotto will turn out, but I'll probably just go to sleep in your bed and sniff your sheets, and then figure out what that squirrel is planning. Squirrels. Your dog doesn't care if the TV is on. With energy saving tips and programs from Georgia Power, you can save money and make your home more efficient. Learn more at georgiapower.com/slash efficiency. Staying at home isn't exactly ideal. Although it has its challenges, some good things can come out of it. You could have more family time, more time to binge your favorite shows, less time in traffic. At Strayer, we know that great things can happen at home. As an online university, we were built for challenging times and are committed to supporting our students. Visit us at strayer.edu to learn more. And when it's safe, visit our campus location down the street at 3355 Northeast Expressway, Suite 100, Atlanta, Georgia. everybody, I'm Ed Robinson, and welcome to another exciting edition of The Robinson Show. On the program, I have a writer from SBNation.com, Matt Ellensock. He's going to talk about the free, he's going to talk about uh, what's been going on in the WNBA, and he also writes a free WNBA newsletter called Here's Basketball. That's all coming up after the break. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Robinson Show. People who are sick should stay home. You don't go to an emergency room. You don't go to a clinic. You get on the phone and you ask for advice and instructions from your physician. Then you use those instructions to determine what you're going to do. But the first reflex should not be, I feel sick, I'm going to go to an emergency room. I feel sick, I'm going to just go to a doctor's office. We need to physically separate. Ultimately, you may need, obviously, to see a physician or to go to a hospital. The first reflex should be to make a call to your physician. I know we are facing a very tough moment with the spread of the coronavirus. It's tough, but we all have to help each other. First, a big shout out to all the doctors, nurses, medical staff, and others who are working so hard to keep us safe during this time. Please pay attention to what the health experts are advising, from good healthy habits to social distancing. Also, if you are passing information to others, make sure it's correct. Visit the World Health Organization for the most up-to-date information on the coronavirus. Let's be there for each other. And let's work as one team. There is no current evidence that cats and dogs can be infected. Hand-washing after contact with all animals is recommended. This protects against other bacteria such as E. coli and Salmonella that can pass between animals and humans. For more information, visit the World Health Organization's website www.who.int or the Centers for Disease Control's website www.cdc.gov.
apologize for technical difficulties in the beginning. Welcome to the Robinson Show, everybody. I'm your host, Ed Robinson. Coming up after the break, we have a writer for SBNation.com, Matt Ellentuck. He's going to talk about the WNBA season, and also we're going to talk about the WNBA draft, and also about the WNBA newsletter that he has. That's all coming up after the break. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Robinson Show. When it comes to our children and families, we do everything we can to play it safe. Did you know? The single best way to help safeguard from flu and reduce the spread of the flu virus is through annual vaccination. Families Fighting Flu is devoted to protecting your family against a serious and potentially deadly disease. Our commitment comes from our organization's personal experiences. I lost my five-year-old healthy son, Joseph, to the flu. The flu poses a serious risk to everyone, from the young to the elderly. But we know that flu vaccines can save lives. Increasing the number of flu vaccinations by just 5% could prevent nearly 800,000 illnesses and 10,000 hospitalizations. Help keep your family and your community safe. Together, we can fight the flu. Get yourself and your family vaccinated this year and every year. For facts and tools, visit FamiliesFightingFlu.org. Everybody, welcome back to the program. And now let's get right to our guest on the program. We want to welcome to the program. He's a for the moment. He's a writer for SBNation.com, but at the moment, uh, due to current circumstances, of course, with the pandemic, uh, he's been furloughed as of this time. However, he's a, a writer for SBNation.com, and he also has a cool WNBA newsletter called Here's Basketball. We want to welcome to the program Matt Ellen Tuck. Hello, Matt. How's everything considering the uh, circumstances? Hey, uh, I'm hanging in there. How about you? Um, same, same on my end, my friend. We're we're all in this together, man. So we're all hanging together and just, uh, as they say, we're trying to just uh, turn lemonades and ter- taking lemons and making a lemonade out of the situation. But uh, we're all for holding real. up. And um, yeah, absolutely, man. It's been a trying time for us all, man. But as they say, there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. So let's get right to it. Uh, the 2020 WNBA draft. To no surprise, the number one pick belonged to the New York Liberty, and they made their selection out of the university from the University of Oregon, Sabrina Ionescu. And we knew, we know that Sabrina was just a monster. As soon as she came out of um, coming out of well, actually during her college years at Oregon, tell me, what do you expect Sabrina's impact to be in the Big Apple? Yeah, I mean Sabrina's a big deal, man. Um, you know. Even off the basketball court, I think, you know, she's going to make her most immediate impact as just one of the most popular college basketball players there's really ever been uh, and one of the most successful. It's a shame that we didn't get to see her compete and possibly win a championship this year. But, uh, you know, she's going to be a jersey seller, uh, sports center, top highlights type of person. Um, and she's a really good point guard. I mean, the Liberty might not be a playoff team in year one, but – Sabrina is absolutely going to make them a, a must-watch team from the very beginning. 
Let's stay with Sabrina and the Liberty for a moment. We know that uh, New York, of course, it's the uh, the the mecca of the media world. It's the number one market in the United in the U.S. So I want to ask you, as far as the impact of the Liberty is concerned, we know the Giants are on going through some growing pains right now. They're in a rebuilding period, of course, with Eli Manning retiring, and they've got Daniel Jones, and there's also Saquon Barkley, and then there's also the Knicks. Well, the Knicks haven't been good in in quite a while. What do you think Sabrina means to – what does Sabrina bring to the New York metropolitan area in terms of her marketability and making the liberty uh, a, a, a top draw in the New York metropolitan area? Yeah, well, she brings hope, first of all. I think that's what sort of uh, everyone's been looking for in, I mean, either the New York football teams or uh, with the Knicks. Uh, Sabrina's going to be damn good. Uh, It might take her a little bit to adjust, but Sabrina's absolutely going to make the Liberty into a perennial playoff team at some point. Maybe not year one, maybe not year two, but it's going to happen. Um, she's an incredible talent, and we, we we really haven't seen anything like her in college basketball before. Okay, fair enough. Uh, let's move along now to uh, the number two pick. There was a, a, a lady by the name of Satu Sabali. I hope I'm pronouncing her name right, out of Germany. She was selected by the Dallas Wings. Ian, the, um, are you familiar with the, uh, the young lady from Germany? Oh, Satu, yeah. And if you aren't, you, you should now because she's going to be fantastic. Okay, fair enough. Now, I know you're familiar with Lauren Cox. Lauren Cox was a, a great player during her time at the university, at uh, Baylor University. She was selected by the Indiana Fever. Of course, she's uh, a dual threat, dual position player playing forward and center. So uh, tell me your thoughts on Lauren headed to the, headed to the Fever. Yeah, I think Lauren's a solid player. I think she's a great defender. Uh, I think her pairing up with uh, Tierra McCowan from uh, last year's their uh, first round pick from last year is gonna they're gonna make them a really tough defensive team on the inside. Um, you know, I, I think Lauren might have uh, might take her a little bit to figure out her her offensive game in Indiana. I think Indiana just in general has a lot of things to figure out in terms of how they're gonna score the ball, but. Lauren's a very solid pick. Uh, if I'm an Indiana fan, I'm very happy to have her. All right, let's move along now to uh, the fourth pick belonged to the Atlanta Dream, and that was Kennedy Carter out of Texas A&M. What were your take on? What's your take on Kennedy headed to Atlanta? Kennedy's an interesting one. Uh, I can see Kennedy maybe having one of the highest ceilings uh, of any player in the draft, just because she's such a rare talent and that she can create her own shot, which is. Uh, it's really difficult to do, and I think that we saw the success of someone like her last year. Uh, she reminds me a lot about a lot of Arike Gumbawale from Notre Dame, who plays for Dallas now. Uh, Atlanta could really have a superstar in Kennedy. I think she's going to take time to develop. She's going to have to work on some shot mechanics. She's going to have to work on playing team basketball. She's going to have to work on you know using her skills as a passer. Uh, but if Kennedy is able to put all the pieces together, she could be really really a one of the best scorers in the WNBA. All right, fair enough. And then we had a hot, you know, UConn, of course, is a hotbed for women's basketball. Gino Oriyama has sent a lot of his talent to uh, uh, leagues, whether it be overseas or even in the WNBA. And we've got, the num- of course, the New York Liberty, they struck bold in the first round, of course, landing Sabrina Ionescu as the number one overall pick. And then they had the ninth pick. They landed Megan Walker out of UConn. Just, um, 
Uh, tell me your, your thoughts on, on Megan. We know Megan was such an impact player at UConn. Gino Oriyama has done a great job of just recruiting great talent during his time at UConn. So just what's your thoughts on Megan uh, headed to the Liberty to join Sabrina? Yeah, I mean, I like Megan. She's a very solid player. Um, she's got a big frame. She's a good shooter uh, off catch and shoot opportunities, and I think Sabrina will be able to set her up. Uh, I don't know how much time Megan's going to play in year one. I think the Liberty have a lot of things to figure out in terms of their roster construction and where they're going to even piece all those guards together, who they're going to maybe bump into a forward spot. Uh, but Megan's going to be a good piece. Uh, they They were very fortunate to get her late in the draft. All right, fair enough. And this, that's just some of the uh, – oh, and, and just uh, another pick I want to bring up. The, let's see, the Minnesota Lynx, they selected another UConn player, Crystal Dangerfield. Crystal Dangerfield, of course, again, one of the top guards in uh, women's college basketball during her time at UConn. So, again, uh, joining Sabrina Ionescu and Megan Walker in the Big Apple. Your thoughts on uh, – I'm sorry, uh, Crystal's headed to the Minnesota Lynx. You know, Minnesota uh, filled with great talent with the likes of Simone Augustus and also Maya Moore. So uh, what's your thoughts on Crystal headed to um, headed to Minneapolis to play for the Lynx? Well, the Lynx are in a little bit of a rebuilding phase because Maya Moore isn't going to play uh, this year if there's a season in 2020. And Simone uh, did not resign with the team either. So she's out in Los Angeles. So Crystal's going to have a really important position uh, in Minnesota right away. She could really be the starting point guard pretty soon uh, if things shake her way. I love Crystal as a player, though. I know that she dropped a little bit in the draft because she's on the smaller side. She's not a fantastic defender, but she's a lethal shooter, and she's very quick, and she knows how to run an offense, and she's really, she's really good at finding uh, open teammates. So I'd be really excited if I was a Lynx fan to get Crystal in the second round. I think she's uh, one of the, you know, one of the few who has a really good chance of making the team and playing substantial minutes in the second round. Okay, fair enough. And yeah, as you mentioned, that, uh, like you said, the, the Lynx are going through some uh, a rebuilding period. Simone headed out west to LA, and Maya won't be playing this year. So now speaking of. Um, the WNBA, the 2020 WNBA season, we may, mm, everything is up in the air right now, Matt. The the season was originally scheduled for May 15th. Um, So far, no season as of yet. Have you heard any movement in regards to the teams or what they're going to do, maybe possibly what the NBA could do in terms of maybe delaying the season or trying to maybe squeeze one in or what have you heard in terms of of the possible 2020 WNBA season? Yeah. I mean, I think it's still a very fluid situation. We saw yesterday the reports from uh, Woj and Zach Lowe about how the NBA is, is thinking about playing the games in Orlando and how teams have started to open up practice facilities and things like that. Uh, The WNBA is a little trickier because players there's a much tighter window to get players to play all these games in because by October typically they would go overseas and play in Europe or Russia or China or wherever they're playing uh, where they make uh, a whole lot of money so they have to get those games played in by October where the NBA can sort of mix and match their schedule how they please because NBA guys are pretty for the most part staying in America year-round um I don't know. I think the short answer is I don't know. Uh, I don't. The, there's just there's so many factors uh, to really fit in here, and I don't really know how comfortable I am even you know watching these athletes when we don't really 
You know, I don't know if the country is safer now than it was two months ago. And there's going to be a lot of issues for the W also, uh, even trying to get players from overseas to come back to America to play. Because really, I mean, America is in about as, as bad shape as anyone uh, in terms of how the virus has impacted us. Yeah, rightfully so. Good point, especially with a possible second wave of, of the COVID-19 possibly coming in the fall and the winter. We're going to get more into coronavirus in just in just one moment. Uh, let, let's hypothetically say, Matt, that maybe there is a season. Just maybe there is a season. Now, uh, the, w, the NBA regular season is 82 games. The WNBA season is 36 games. Let's uh, say that Maybe they can work it out. Maybe if, if the testing ramps up and maybe they can get things moving accordingly. Do you think that maybe they can fit a 36-game regular season schedule as opposed to including the postseason? Or do you think it's it's just too early to tell? Uh, it is early. Uh, but I don't want to rule it as impossible yet, but it's going to be a real challenge because as we're seeing with the NBA guys who are starting to go to practice facilities now, I mean, these players, they haven't been working out and they usually play year round. And I'm sure that they've been practicing, you know, daily since they were what, like in middle school. So these players might be in their worst shape ever just because of the nature of how everyone's kind of, trapped in their house and, you know, don't, not everybody has access to a basketball court. So uh, I don't know. It's going to take them a long time to practice and get back into shape. And there's also that strict timeline uh, because they really have to be done by around October. The only way the WNBA got kind of a lucky break is because they usually have a three week break during an Olympic year um, built into the calendar. So the WNBA season goes on pause and everybody who's participating in the Olympics can then go ahead and, and participate. Now that that's canceled, they have an extra three weeks of the season to work with. But, I mean, every day uh, is, is taking away from time where players can practice. So, I don't know. You have to factor in so many things, and player health and safety has to be number one. And I, I don't know how you can guarantee that right now. Fair enough. It's still a lot of uncertainties out there, not just in sports, but in our world in general. Let's segue now into uh, the effects of coronavirus. You mentioned about um things could possibly get worse before they get better because it's not just being affected in the United States, but in uh, all around our world. Uh, coronavirus has had a huge impact on sports and society. So I just kind of, I know that you've been affected by it, by it as well, but uh, just tell me kind of like, what have you done during this, this time to kind of just um, stay sane and just uh, try to keep up with, with what's going on during this uh, pandemic that we're facing? Yeah, man, it's hard. Um, it's very hard. I think it's, uh, you know, it, sometimes your brain wants to just talk about the immediate, like for me and being furloughed and I don't have, you know, a job guaranteed for me at the other side of this. And, you know, the longer sports are out, the longer I'll have difficulties trying to find a job in the future. But then it, it's just so much bigger than that to just worrying about, you know, the, the safety of my friends and my family. And, you know, I'm from New York, so they've they've had it really bad uh, up there. And that's where my whole family lives. So that's been another, you know, huge stressor. It's hard. It's hard. Um, I'm trying to get out of the house, you know, when I can with a mask on and walk around. But uh, it's hard because I live in, in Washington, D.C. It's a little cluttered. Uh, it's scary to sometimes even go outside. 
I don't know. Uh, I think every day I'm finding new ways to handle it, and some days it's better than others. And uh, I think just the crappiest part is just not knowing how long this is going to be. I think that if there was an end date, I'd feel a little better, and I know that I'd, I could push through for X amount more days, but we really don't know how long this is going to last for. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one, man. It's just a, it's still a lot of uncertainties, and of course, uh, everything's opening up a little bit too early, too early. That's just me. That's my opinion on it. But nevertheless, you know, I would, just, I would agree with you. Yeah, everything is, you know, every day is just a wait and see situation. And um, while we wait and see on not just when sports will open back up, but when society will back up, let's uh, think with coronavirus for a moment. Have you had an opportunity to talk to any? WNBA players and and just to kind of get their thoughts on uh, the pandemic and how they're holding up, not just physically, but mentally and what they're trying to do to just um, keep themselves uh, sane during this time. Yeah, I think just the consensus is just tough no matter where you are. Um, A couple of weeks ago, I had had Gabby Williams on and uh, she was in France at the time still uh she decided to stay there because she was playing a, a season abroad and she was even describing how crazy it is over there where they're on like pretty much complete like lockdown you know you, you can only leave if you're going to a grocery store or a pharmacy and, and you can only be a kilometer from your house and you get temperature checked everywhere and you can you know you, uh, there are police outside asking where you're going and, and keeping track of time and uh, i think it's just really hard i think it, it's the same thing for them too because uh, you know, players are still getting paid now, but no one kind of knows how the future of that is. No one knows um, how their teams abroad are going to be because that's where they make a ton of money. And if they're, if it's safe to fly there, if they're still going to make the same money when they fly there, if the season's going to happen over there, they're going to go there and then the season's going to get shut down. I mean, there are just so many factors. And I think, you know, it's it's affecting everybody and, and the W is not unique to that. Yeah, rightfully so. I think, um, you know, uh, those those ladies, like you mentioned, the one that you talked to, Gabby, that's in France, a um, lot of worries, and uh, not just worries over there, but a lot of worries over here. So, again, it's just a wait-and-see situation with this pandemic. And while we're still with the WNBA, you have a, a newsletter called Here's Basketball. So tell our audience just a little bit about what, what it's all about. Yeah, um, I did. Once uh, once I found out about the furlough, I started my own uh, Substack newsletter. It's called Here's Basketball. Um, it is basically taking all the work that I have been doing or have wanted to do and would be doing if I had a, a normal job and just putting it on a different platform. It's uh, free to sign up for right now. Uh, I've had a lot of positive feedback and success from it so far, which is keeping me going. I've had, I think I have like 1100 subscribers in three weeks, which is great. Um, and yeah, it's just basically carrying over the same content I would like, you know, interviews or analysis from teams or, you know, essays or whatever the hell it is I'm feeling at the time just to keep myself writing uh, at the moment and hopefully uh, find another job as, as soon as I can. Let's stay with your newsletter for a moment. Have you had an opportunity to let WNBA players voice their opinions? I know in the the Players' Tribune, uh, a lot of athletes will write articles and give their opinions on certain things. Have you given the floor to let athletes write articles, or this is just something that you're doing just to, to keep your you know keep yourself busy and just to give information about what's going on with the league? Yeah, that's an interesting thought. I, I haven't done that with players um, before, but 
you know, I'm always open and willing to talk to players if they want me to write something. Um, I don't think I'm at a I'm at a place yet where I'm going to be giving the keys over to WNBA players. They can probably find bigger and uh, better spots than the newsletter I started three weeks ago. But uh, that is an interesting idea, and I wonder if uh, if more places will uh, be open to doing that now that you know content is just a little harder to come by. I want to ask you about the Liberty. Uh, I know you again. You following the league and things of that nature. The Liberty, when they first got into the WNBA, their home was Madison Square Garden, and then in 2018 and 2019, they played their games in upstate New York in the in, in White Plains. And now, current now they're playing at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Have, did you do you think the crowds are better in Brooklyn, or are the crowds were the crowds better in, in White Plains or, or, were they, or were they better at the Garden or is it kind of like the same? Uh, I don't think it's the same. Uh, I never actually saw a game in White Plains, uh, but I'd never heard a positive review about it. It was, you know, White Plains is hard to get to. It's, it's not a central location. There's no um, public transport that easily gets people there. So they weren't drawing the numbers that a New York basketball team should just because they were displaced. And, you know, Madison Square Garden was a great venue, but uh, they kind of just got the boot uh, from James Dolan. So that was an issue. I mean, now the difference is that they have an owner that actually cares about them. And, you know, being placed in Brooklyn, they're going to be propped up correctly. They're going to be advertised correctly. They're going to be in the center of a big city. Uh, it's going to make a huge, huge difference. And I'm so excited that really one of the league's biggest markets is actually going to be treated like one of the league's biggest teams, uh, which it, it just hasn't before. Who had, who has not gotten the boot from James Dolan? I mean, really? <laughs> who hasn't gotten yeah, the boot from yeah. James Dolan? I mean, come on now. Um, that, that guy uh, is insane. Listen. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't treated any of his teams properly. So uh, it was no surprise to see the W kind of get tossed to the side. But I'm really thankful that uh, Brooklyn's taking in a, just a great franchise. And I can't think of a better time to take them in. I mean, Sabrina is just going to is gonna be a rock for them. Rightfully so. It kind of is reminiscent of the, the days, the early years of the WNBA with the Liberty when you had – Rebecca Lobo and Teresa Weatherspoon and Kim Hampton. So certainly it's um it could be back to some some great times in the uh, in the NYC in the near future. I want to talk about you mentioned that you uh, reside in the Washington D.C. area, the Mystics. Mm-hmm. The Mystics played their games briefly. You could correct me if I'm wrong. At, at the Verizon Center, and now they're playing at an arena called St. Elizabeth's East Arena. Um, I want to ask you a, a similar question. Are the crowds better or are the crowds the same? Yeah, uh, so ESA is a is a smaller arena, obviously, than uh, where the Wizards play uh, that seats like maybe 18,000. And the new arena, I believe, seats, I don't even remember off the top of my head, five or 6,000 maybe. Uh, it's a much different atmosphere. I mean, the place fills up because it's smaller, it's louder. Uh, the players love it. It's uh it's a beautiful arena. Um, it's a little maybe smaller than I would have liked, but uh, I think it, it helps, you know, bring the feel of a real basketball game because the WNBA is just a, a much newer league than the NBA is. So it makes sense that there's a, a fraction of the crowd for right now. It's only been around for this would be year 24, I believe. And, you know, the NBA has been around for more than three times that. So 
it only makes sense that they draw smaller crowds as they continue to grow. But yeah, this this atmosphere makes it you know uh, more intimate, uh, louder. Uh, you know, it, it feels like a real cool sporting event. Uh, I know the the Mystics loved playing at ESA last year. I stand corrected. It's not the Verizon. So I'm sorry. The Mystics previously played at the Capital One Arena, and um, yeah, it got renamed. So you're, it's the same place. You're good. Oh, it's the same place? Okay, I, did, I wasn't aware of that. I apologize. Okay, thank yeah, you. Yeah, it just, it just but, got uh, renamed. Okay, that's fine. Well, still, because Verizon is still home to the, the Washington Capitals of the NHL. So, But um, let's get back to the uh, – why you let's, let's stay in D.C. for a moment. So I'm looking at the, the roster of the Mystics right now. Tina Charles, again, another UConn player right there. We know she's all world at the center position. Of course, Elena Deladon. And then you've got uh, Ariel Powers and uh, – Ariel Atkins, just a, a ton of talent on that team. Um, how would you rate the Mystics' 2019 season? Well, they won the championship, so it was pretty damn good. I got to say, I was really lucky to mm-hmm. uh, be able to watch that team really all year. Uh, th- that was one of the one of the best basketball teams I've just ever seen. Elena Deladon had one of the best seasons a basketball player has ever had. Uh, first 50-40-90 in WNBA history, and she didn't even just break it. I mean, she crushed 50-40-90. She was nuts. That's a really sound team. Uh, There's so much talent, and, you know, now they're – now they add Tina Charles to that mix. Uh, You know, they lose Christy Tolliver in the offseason, but replace her with a a really good backup, Leilani Mitchell, and then they add Tina on top of that. So, yeah, I mean, the Mystics were – Unbelievable last year, and I think they're going to be unbelievable this year. They're probably my pick to uh, repeat as champions. Um, they're a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, I really, you know, part of me wants a season to come back because I, I want to see them so badly. But you know, maybe maybe it's okay if we wait till twenty twenty one to watch them. But uh, they're going to be worth the wait regardless. Yeah, looking at that roster is really phenomenal. I mean, Elena Deladon is a a, a, a once in a, one of those once in a lifetime talents, and she certainly has made made her mark since she's been in the WNBA. And hopefully, they have a chance to defend their title this year. I, definitely, of course, they beat the Connecticut Sun, who's been one of the uh, the top teams for quite some time in the league. So, a great job as always, Matt. So again, tell everybody just uh, more about. Uh, the newsletter and where can they find you on social media? And if you have a website, let them know that as well. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Melantuck. It's at M E L L E N T U C K. And from there you should see my, my pinned tweet that leads you right to my newsletter that you can sign up completely for free. If you're trying to learn about the WNBA or if you're a WNBA fan already, I'd suggest just dropping your email in there, hitting subscribe, and then you should get one or two things from me a week to update you on what you missed. Well, you heard it from him. He's Matt Ellentuck. He has a WNBA newsletter called Here's Basketball. And for the moment, he's uh, been furloughed, but he's a a writer for SBNation.com. Matt, thank you so much for being on the program. And if you you want to come back on, feel free to let us know. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Anytime. And that's going to do it for another exciting edition of The Robinson Show. I'm your host, Ed Robinson. And remember, put God first in everything you do, and you can't go wrong. Until next time, stick to the script. I'm out. And remember, stay safe and stay inside. I'm out. Peace. People who are sick should stay home. You don't go to an emergency room, you don't go to a clinic, you get on the phone and you ask for advice and instructions from your physician. Then you use those instructions to determine what you're gonna do, but the first reflex 
should not be, I feel sick, I'm going to go to an emergency room. I feel sick, I'm going to just go to a doctor's office. We need to physically separate. Ultimately, you may need, obviously, to see a physician or to go to a hospital. The first reflex should be to make a call to your physician. Staying at home isn't exactly ideal. Although it has its challenges, some good things can come out of it. You could have more family time, more time to binge your favorite shows, less time in traffic. At Strayer, we know that great things can happen at home. As an online university, we were built for challenging times and are committed to supporting our students. Visit us at Strayer.edu to learn more. And when it's safe, visit our campus location down the street at 4655 Timber Ridge Drive, Douglasville, Georgia. All right, buddy, I got to go now, but I'll put on your favorite show. See you tonight. Welcome back to Cooking with Chef Antonio. Gee, well, I would like to know how this risotto will turn out, but I'll probably just go to sleep in your bed and sniff your sheets and then figure out what that squirrel is planning. Squirrels. Your dog doesn't care if the TV is on. With energy-saving tips and programs from Georgia Power, you can save money and make your home more efficient. Learn more at georgiapower.com slash efficiency. Staying at home isn't exactly ideal. Although it has its challenges, some good things can come out of it. You could have more family time, more time to binge your favorite shows, less time in traffic. At Strayer, we know that great things can happen at home. As an online university, we were built for challenging times and are committed to supporting our students. Visit us at Strayer.edu to learn more. And when it's safe, visit our campus location down the street at 3000 Corporate Center Drive, Suite 100, Morrow, Georgia. This is Santia Deck, and you're listening to MTNV Sports. Keep it locked. 